0: Planet Worker A World in Development. Welcome to this podcast series on human agency and international development. An exploration of how individuals working in the international development industry bring their own agency into their work and into their organizations. I hope you enjoy it. In thirty years of experience in the development sector, I have played various roles as field worker, researcher, manager, advocate, analyst and consultant. Throughout these roles I have struggled to strike a balance between a belief in contributing to meaningful change and scepticism about the potentiality to do so given the political dimensions of the sector of which I was a part. In my early career I witnessed how the normalization of post-apartheid South Africa and its reintegration into the world economy brought with it an infusion of development ideology promoted through managerial approaches to social change, which reshaped the character and outlook of social justice organisations and the activists employed within them. International donors, organisations and experts worked in tandem to ensure that the fundamental premise of development – was installed and assimilated with an intricate global development discourse and architecture. This development discourse drawn a neoliberal foundation, which at the time was at odds with the neo Marxist leaning of the anti apartheid movement. As such, normalization was not an uncontentious process, but as William Gomedi noted, the ANC was vulnerable to relentless pressure from local and international business the media and multilateral organisations such as the World Bank and International Monetary Fund. Gumedi further noted that ANC strategies were scrutinised and influenced by these institutions throughout the 1990s and set a neoliberal orientation in the long-term economic and development strategy. The ideas and precepts of neoliberalism in development discourse fundamentally reshaped the character and identity of South African civil society and its engagement with the state. By the millennium, the process of reintegration of South African polity with the international economy and global governance was largely complete, and national NGOs had undergone the structural and political changes in their strategies, practices, accountability and governance necessary to play their role in the international development system. By the early 2000s, the maintenance and proliferation of this neoliberal discourse was not the result of imposition by powerful external actors, but an outcome of its institutionalisation by a multitude of emergent development actors, both in South Africa and globally. Alongside national NGOs, a variety of international organizations were emerging as powerful actors located within the global development system with established global structures and practice that firmly embedded neocolonial worldviews and neoliberal ideology in their institutional cultures and operations. These legitimated the imposition of governance, expertise, and financial transfers from the North, and conversely, accountability and cooperation from the South. Whereas the responsibility for development implementation had previously resided primarily in the state in the development decades leading to the 1990s, the evolution of development in the past 20 years has witnessed the emergence of a plethora of institutions and actors engaging with each other and reinforcing core concepts and practices that characterise contemporary international development. This experience of post-apartheid South Africa was, for me, a striking illustration of the power of discourse in shaping the orientation of state and civil society institutions, but more profoundly, also the identity and role of individuals tasked with implementing development within them. As one of these actors, I realised that this dominant developmentalist discourse was constructing an epistemic divide in the world of the development practitioner. Development practitioners operating in transnational domains and applying technical managerialist methods were valorized as experts and professionals, whereas those operating in local contexts were constrained to contributory roles by their spatiality. This epistemic structure challenged the identity, status and agency of the actors working within more formalised development institutions – Individuals previously active in social movements and national NGOs had considered themselves as having independent agentic potential but were increasingly confronted by institutional practice that promoted managerialism and technocratic approaches that were to be implemented with minimal variation. This tension is not unique to South Africa and remains a confusion of identity in many international development NGOs with some commentators within them describing themselves as both development professionals and at the same time as social justice activists. Human agency is an important foundation for understanding individual action and social change and is a central concern of social theory. A variety of theoretical concepts have been developed to enhance our understanding of human agency, which attempt to capture notions of free will, choice and the use of rules and resources underlying volitional action. Giddens's theory of structuration, Goffman's symbolic interactionism and frame analysis and Bordeaux's habitus field theory – have heavily influenced considerations of agency and social contexts and seek to grasp the interrelated dimensions of individuals and their social environment. These theories have illustrated how agency presents both a theoretical frame and a heuristic device for analysing the relationship between people and structure, represented by the institutions, norms and practices within which they exist. Individual agency is therefore intrinsic to concepts of society and social change, and given a focus on social change in the discourse of development, individual agency becomes a central concern for development. Indeed, the concept of agency is fundamental to our understanding of the interface between people and institutions, particularly those concerned with establishing the environment within which development can occur. The individual actor exists and acts in and thereby influences the social arena within which development unfolds and consequently has agentic potentiality. It is also clear that the context within which this potentiality may be exercised is defined and constrained by the discourse and practice of development. One would therefore anticipate that the notion of agency should hold a definitive position in the development discourse. But as this podcast illustrates, individual agency in international development remains a contested construct, often entrenched in positivist, normative terms and a variety of presumptions about individual's behaviour, thought and action. Development has become a global frame for governing individual action and social change, underpinned by a dominant development ideology characterized by Hertzfield in 2001 as developmentalism. The concept of developmentalism refers to an ideology built around normative concepts of modernization, change and agency, and embodied in the outlook and practice of the vast number of institutions implementing development. Developmentalism denotes the establishment of this ideological and institutional structure as a discursive totality, shaping the social and political identity of individuals and institutions and setting the frame for political and economic strategies of nation-states. This concept of developmentalism, is of central concern to this podcast and provides the framework for linking neoliberal ideological discourse and its institutionalisation in the terrain of development. As Hertzfield argued, one cannot consider development only in globalised abstract terms without its entanglements with local political realities – This podcast explores how neoliberal ideology has become embedded in development institutions and practice, and how this influences individual actors in development. It looks to illustrate the way in which development becomes produced and reproduced as a common sense part of people's understanding of their world and their place in it, and how the delineation of development emerges from, and produces, particular historical circumstances, particular cultural logics, and finally, particular subjectivities in the world of the development practitioner. Context matters, and as this podcast demonstrates, the context for community development practice significantly influences the parameters of individual practitioner agency. The key theme for this podcast series is To what extent does international development discourse and practice influence individual agency? In answering it, the podcast series explores how individual agency is enabled or constrained by the discourse and practice of international development, and how individual agency locates in international development. More particularly, explores how the agency of community development practitioners working for my organization and international NGO is structured by the discourse and practice of development institutions. The podcast is an extensive theoretical exploration and aims to present a nuanced view of agency reflected by actors in context and argues that the ideological and institutional pillars of international development articulated as developmentalism, create a powerful, discursive and institutional structure within which individual practitioner agency is constituted and constrained. The agency of the individual practitioner, including my own, could be considered captured within this powerful structure. This podcast argues that the power of this discursive and institutional structure renders individual acts as expressions of performativity setting a script for actor practice that reconstitutes their identity through its repeated performance this podcast explores how the discourse and the practice implemented by international NGOs limits and constrains the very agency of the people that work in these institutions and these organizations and also the individual agency of those engaged with by their programs and their practice. By highlighting the consequences for practitioners and individuals of the uncritical imposition of developmentalism in institutional discourse and practice in these international NGOs, I hope to offer international agencies an opportunity to consider alternatives. In order to promote the agentic potential of their frontline development practitioners and staff, they could consider innovative ways to reformulate their approaches to community development, reframing the reiterative modes of practice and the routines of that practice, and thereby reconstituting the identities of both the practitioners and the people engaged through their activity. Before we begin the podcast series a few words on the terms that we will use. Development discourse has created a frame for viewing the world and presents a challenge for the language even used to analyse it. This language is itself, in its inherent values and manifestations, drawn upon as part of the analysis presented in this podcast. For example, there is potential for confusion by using the term development as both a descriptive concept within critical analysis of development as a discourse and as a critical concept within itself. The very notion of development is fraught with pejorative connotations embedded in modernization notions of advancement in, for instance, health and well-being, and relative backwardness, on the other hand, as in poverty. There remains a risk that in using the term development, However cautiously, we may end up reifying the very concept the analysis seeks to deconstruct. This podcast uses the term generally. In the course of the podcast, the term development is used and construed within a critical frame that questions its very legitimacy. Nevertheless, the term development serves a descriptive purpose in that it establishes a domain of understanding with those that engage with it as critics as practitioners and as observers. It also describes a domain of practice that serves the purpose of analysis, in that it encompasses the ideas and practices that purport to address global poverty by a range of organisations and international actors. It is difficult to consider an alternative term that communicates the extent of ideas and practices that are commonly understood to be within the domain of development. Similarly, throughout this podcast, language is used to describe and discuss parts of the world and a variety of categorizations of the people who inhabit them. The terms North and South are used to describe a global division of territories along lines of wealth and power. It is clear that any binary concept will risk falling short of encompassing the complexity and diversity of national and regional contexts, or their populations, as is the case with these concepts. The podcast draws on a variety of terms in use by analysts of international development and politics, including words and notions like the West, or First or Third Worlds, or developed or developing countries, the notion of a global North and South, retains a common understanding of the political distinctions between regions of wealth and power. Accordingly, throughout this podcast, the term South equates to the definition of the global South, proposed by Dados and Connell in 2012, referring to the regions of Latin America, Asia, Africa and Oceania. For them, it is one of a family of terms, including third world and periphery, ...that denote regions outside Europe and North America, mostly, though not all, low-income and often politically or culturally marginalised. The use of the term South, and conversely the term North, shifts from differences in culture to those of geopolitical power. Aside from referring to territories or spaces, the terms used to describe the people who inhabit them face similar risks and challenges... At various stages of this podcast, descriptive terms such as black or white, from the south or the north, northern or southern, are used to distinguish those that inhabit the territories of the north and the south. These terms risk reinforcing racially constructed categories or conferring attributes of power and status. On the other hand, attributes and perceptions of race and culture are deeply embedded in the pejorative narratives of development and serve to reinforce identities of power and powerlessness, and descriptive labels are necessary in themselves to deconstruct, de-racialized identities inherent in developmentalist discourse. The notion of community is similarly fraught with political and conceptual complexities, at risk of simplification, in general, communities can be categorized by location, identity or organization. Although communities can often demonstrate a combination of these features, in this podcast, community is generally taken to refer to communities defined primarily by location. They may share norms, values, culture, practice and/or identity, but this is not presumed. In fact, this podcast assumes that people and groups in communities of place are heterogeneous in their outlook and their interests. Community development therefore describes the activities undertaken by institutions, social actors and groups to progress or improve the well-being of communities in spatial locations. Likewise, practice and institutions are important concepts in this podcast, particularly in the context of institutionalism. While later episodes delve deeply into the nature of practice as it relates to practitioners and institutions, in the general sense, I take practice to refer to routinized, institutionalized action over periods of time, and practitioners refer to those enacting those routines. When discussing institutions, I draw on Scott's definition, which refers to social structures, that have attained a high degree of resilience composed of cultural, cognitive, normative and regulative elements that together with associated activities and resources provide stability and meaning to social life. These terms reflect in themselves the defining power of a discourse in framing the fundamental meaning and associations with concepts and ideas and present a challenge and a risk for analytical narratives. In this podcast I view the use these terms at times as descriptive, but they are located in a critical analysis outlined in more detail in different episodes of this podcast series.